How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Next Go Wins podcast. That's what we're doing here. So uh, we did a podcast three years ago, me and Georgie, and two years ago. I keep saying yeah. three. Two years ago, we did a podcast, and it was just during the COVID time. Um, and we just talked about like lifestyle type stuff, but now we're actually trying to focus on more you know, football-related content. So you want to explain to them a little bit? Uh, it's pretty much going to be about transfers, obviously games, anything soccer, football-related, wherever you may be in the world, whatever you want to call it. Um, nothing really too specific. just depends on what happened. I mean, every day something different happens in the world of football, so we kind of want to have a podcast and talk about stuff we care about. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, so. You know, transfers, games, World Cups, Euros, any league around the world, whatever may be interesting, uh, we kind of want to talk about it and bring it up. Yeah, so we came up with the name The Next Goal Wins Podcast uh, on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It'll be the NGW Podcast, and I'll put that up on the screen as well so you guys can go ahead and follow us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be kind of something different. We have a little bit more time on our hands. Our lives have changed a little bit since two years ago. So um, do you want to actually, why don't you go in to talk about like where you're at now versus where you were a couple years ago? So I'm officially retired now. Uh, um, let's relax. He's not officially retired. Uh, He's playing high level men's league. I'm uh, semi-pro, you know, um, not playing for Detroit City Football Cup anymore. I'm uh, officially done with that. Played for eight, eight years and... That was it. We finished 2021 was the last year that I played uh, professionally. Kind of took some time off, uh, concentrating on champion grind now. Go check out, get some merch. Um, and yeah, just kind of want to concentrate full time on champion grind. That's something that I've really been passionate about uh, through the years as well. So soccer is taking a little bit of a step back in my in my normal life. And I'm kind of getting used to it uh, still just because it was my whole life for eight to ten years and you know every day was just soccer training uh just being mentally prepared and games and traveling and whatnot so it's kind of a adjustment stage for me transition stage but um definitely enjoying it like you said we have a bit more time in our hands so why not start something like this yeah um and i'm in the i'm in a similar boat where i was with uh, detroit city fc for for quite a while, uh, played in 2015, 2016, then went back to coach, as a lot of you guys know, probably from my YouTube channel or from just checking out my Instagram or if you guys know me personally. And then uh, I just recently left. So I'm now coaching with the Michigan Hawks, which is one of the top level um, youth clubs for, for girls soccer in the in the United States. Uh, yeah, and basically the transitions made my, my, my family life a little bit easier. I've since... Dang, since I uploaded, I mean, well, I uploaded when I had Roro, right? I was um, still uploading a little bit, but yeah, here and for there, the most yeah. part, for most of my YouTube channel days, uh, I only had, it was just me. And then um, got my baby mama now. I got one one kid who is 15 months now, and then the other one who's a newborn practically. So um, my life situation's changed a little bit, which is why it's kind of made my life, um, it made more sense for me to transition to a different a different uh, a different club and uh, have a little bit more time on my hands so that's what that's kind of what's been going on with me and georgie so because we have a little bit more time on our hands we decided why don't we start a podcast and just talk about the world of football so that's the idea if uh, you guys are watching this on my youtube channel i'll be posting this on my main channel haven't uploaded in <laughs> Ooh, it's been a, i think it's been a year that's been, i think it's officially been like a year or a little over a year since the last time i uploaded but maybe more more like more like two or two years since I was like consistently uploading. Yeah. So it's been a while. 
Um, again, I was with DCFC and that took up a lot of my time. Didn't really have the time to upload. Um, and now I just, I feel like I ran out of, cause I did mostly just like individual training sessions. You were on the channel for a lot of those, mm -hmm. but I felt like I just ran out of, of ideas and content for what I was posting on the channel. And then I didn't want to put like, you know, content that I didn't feel like was, was something that I was truly passionate about. So I stopped posting for a while. I'll post these on there just so we can get a little bit of a following and so we can kind of pivot the channel into a different direction. But all those videos and all that stuff that's on, on my channel already, that's always going to stay. So any training sessions, any idea, any advice for college, all those recruiting videos, um, and then the day in the life of, of a college soccer player, all those, all those fun videos, those are all going to stay on the channel. But we'll see what we do and what we transition into. Um, and then we have some other projects kind of in the, in the works in right the works, now, in yeah. the works, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but we're really excited about, about those. So that's kind of where we've been. That's what we've been, what we've been doing lately. Um, so come first, on, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Let, let's just get it out. What? Uh, let's get it out of the way. Oh, George's got a girlfriend. No, 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 that's not George, it. George, he's not finally it. got a girlfriend. Well, I do. I do have a girlfriend, but that's not, that's not the point. Well, the point here hold on, is, hold on. But by the time we're <laughs> recording this, Georgie has a girlfriend. Yeah. We're not sure how long this is going to last. We don't know how long it's going to last. So by the time this I gets uploaded, up. this could be, I, I might mess it up. single again. But don't be embarrassed. You support Arsenal. Let the world know. I do support Arsenal. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm a pretty casual Arsenal fan. I'm not like, I'm not like super, super like um like arsenal to the grave type of arsenal fan don't make me get up and get the poster for <laughs> i watch the i watch i watch the games i keep up with the roster um that's the team that i support when we're playing in the premier league um and then when we get back to the champions league one day eventually <laughs> uh but that's the team that i support it is probably the hardest team to support in the premier league i would say it's got to be the hardest team to support in the premier league because one week you get really excited and then the next week all those dreams are just crushed Listen. So, besides the last five years of Liverpool, like, what do you yeah, think my life? It's a good time been? to be a Liverpool. It, no, it's an supporter. amazing time to be a great Liverpool time. Fan. I'm a Liverpool fan now. I mean, I've been a Liverpool fan my whole entire life. Georgie but, says he's a Liverpool fan, oh. but he's a Liverpool fan and he's a Liverpool hater. How can you? How can you say you support Liverpool, mm -hmm. but then you hate Mo Salah? Well, see, I okay. Georgie doesn't but, like Mo Salah. No, no. He's upset. Get, he's guys, upset guys, that Sadio guys, got sold. Guys, I am and, very upset that Sadio got and sold. And it wasn't Salah. But I just want to be very, very honest. Mo Salah had an amazing year last year. Mm -hmm. He said ever since he's come to Liverpool, he's scored goals, he's done very well for the team. However, if you look at how he performs on game-to-game -game basis and the, you know, the decisions he makes... He's selfish. You he's selfish. Say, yeah, he's, he's, selfish. He's, he's very, very selfish. But he scores goals. He scores goals. Yes, I'll, I'll give him that. He's this close, but, he's this close to, being, uh, to winning the Ballon d'Or. I, I will take Mane deserves the Ballon d'Or more than Salah did this year. Could be. That's an opinion. No, it, no, it's he won the African Cup of Nations. Mm -hmm. Got to obviously the same thing as Salah did with Liverpool. Was he the highest goal scoring player on Liverpool? Okay, goals, goals. Statistics okay. is all that matters no, when no, it comes no. to Ballon d'Or. Look, guys, all I'm gonna say is just saying I'm I'm a Liverpool fan. I love every single player, but if you watched Salah last year, amazing. Not not as selfish as before. He was more of a team player. Put in the work. Came back on defense. Did everything he needed to do. But prior to that, he was just just pass the ball, man. You go one. He still scored goals. He scored goals, yeah. But um, wasn't a huge fan until this year. And I I told you when he came around and he started being more of a team player, I you know I gave him. Ah, you still wanted him gone. I know. You still wanted. I'm pretty upset. Mane is gone because he's he's the key figure of 
That was a surprising one because I thought, I don't know, I, I didn't think he would leave. But we'll get into the transfers in a little bit. Um, which actually, why, why don't we get into the transfers right now? Where, do you want to start with Liverpool? Yeah, we can start with Liverpool. Start with Liverpool so you why can not? go ahead and talk your head off for a little bit. All right, guys. So as you know, as you know, we signed Darwin Nunes reportedly around, what, $82 million, possibly going into $100 million. When, when with, everything's with, done, yeah. With add-ons, potentially depending on team success and how many games all he's right. played, if he's going to score goals and all that. I'm going to stop you there, George. Uh, I'm going to stop you there oh, before you get all go. excited. Here we go. This guy had the audacity to say that Darwin Nunez is a better signing than Holland to Manchester City. I and think saying that he's a better striker. I think we can go into the debate right away. Do Listen, you people are going to stop watching our podcast right <laughs> after this when okay. when you say that Darwin I, Nunez? Is I will say I will say this. Darwin Nunez gives me Torres vibes. Fernando Torres. I watched Nunez. Fair enough. I have. I have, I'm not going to say I've watched the Portuguese league. I watched Benfica against Liverpool twice. And I watched them in the Champions League. And I watched a game or two that they played. And then obviously now in the past month or so, a lot of highlights of Nunes and, you know, game highlights, more, more yeah. in-depth stuff. Every single time I watch him, he gives me Fernando Torres vibes. Every okay. single time. Am I, am I going to say he's going to be what Fernando Torres was at Liverpool? No, I can't say that. But the way he moves, the way he dribbles, the way he shoots, the, just the way he plays the game, he gives me Fernando Torres vibes. All right, so what you're saying... You're, what you're saying is mm-hmm. he's, he's going to have one good season, and then he's going to forget how to play football. And then afterwards. he's going to go if he goes to Chelsea, he'll forget. Yes, because right. I Fernando Torres is a great striker, but yes. he had he had maybe two really good seasons at Atletico, and then Ama- no, he was he was good um, good seasons right before he left. He was he was amazing. And at then Liverpool. he had one good season at Liverpool. No, no, come on, one he, good season. No, at, oh my God, come he on. He didn't have that many good because then when he went to Chelsea, he was yeah. It no, was, he went. The $50 million price tag when Chelsea got Listen, him, it destroyed him. I remember Fernando Torres being good for very little time. No. Fernando when Torres. That, that was during the, the time of Spain when Spain was dominating everyone, which actually was quite a couple of years or a, a few years. And he but, didn't even start because David Villa had to but start. Still, but Listen. still, I don't remember him having the. Like Salah, Mane, all those guys have had better seasons, longer, better seasons at Liverpool than Fernando Torres did. Yeah, because. They had overall this Liverpool so, team is nowhere that's fine near. If, that's fine if he gives you good if he gives you Fernando Torres vibes. Listen, but Erling Haaland has already played very very well at Borussia Dortmund, where he, he balled he, out he, yeah, he for has. multiple he seasons. Has. He has, and it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to do really well at Man City. I just okay. You cannot not do well at Man City when you're a striker like that and you have the players that Man City does. But how okay? You look at the two the two strikers. You have Nunes. Obviously, we don't know too much about Darwin Nunes. So we haven't watched too much. We both agree we haven't. Then you have Holland. Who fits better into each team? Erling Holland. Do you really think Darwin Nunes is going to be better than Holland? Define better. More, more goals. Better. Like, if you were to compare who had the better signing, would you rather have taken? Erling Haaland at Liverpool or Darwin Nunez at Liverpool? That's a tough question. What I'm going to say is... Based on the team that they have around them, right? Like, so you could say Erling Haaland is probably going to do a better job at Man City because he's got players around him that are going to give him a lot more opportunities for him to score more goals. The playing style for Liverpool is a little bit different than it is for Man City. So does that fit Darwin Nunez's playing style a little bit better? And, I mean, that's why I'm excited to see how Jurgen Klopp kind of meshes Darwin Nunes as a traditional nine compared to how he had 
Bobby dropping in or Mane dropping in and all because from like Jurgen Klopp plays with a false nine. So now with a traditional nine, uh, I know Darwin likes to drift out wide and he can play as a winger as well. So it just depends on is that something that he's going to be kind of asking of him and kind of st still stick to the same formation and same playing style as a team. Or is he going to be like, okay, let's change it up and we need a tr traditional nine and let's let's get as many goals as we can. And the difference is Liverpool have Salah, who scores 20-plus goals a season. So that's going to take away, obviously, from... Well, you can look at it different ways. It, it could potentially take away goals from Darwin and everybody else, or it could mean that opposing teams are going to be concentrating on Salah and then now Darwin's going to have more freedom to kind of get goals on his own. So it kind of depends how you look at it. But what I will say is, in three to four years' time, when we look back on this transfer, I'm going to say Darwin Nunes had a bigger impact at Liverpool than Holland did at Man City. Interesting. I don't know. I think Holland is the type of player who is guaranteed a good buy, a good option. Yes. Like, like it's like when when they when Real Madrid purchased Ronaldo or when Juventus purchased Ronaldo, even if he was a little bit older or whatever, you knew right away that Ronaldo was going to give you good statistics. Yeah, you know what you're going to get from him. Exactly. Yeah. Erling Holland over the last few seasons has proven that he's and obviously he's only really been on he's only been on Borussia Dortmund where mm -hmm. he's where he shined, yeah. but just just by looking at him and by looking at the games and how he scores goals and how he finishes his opportunities, you think that he he's for sure going to do well at Manchester City, especially when he's got the firepower that. They have at Manchester City with all those creative players, Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. you know. So, who knows? We'll see. Um, but either way, I think Darwin Nunez, he's a good, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit, I'm not believing the hype so much just because he hasn't really played anywhere besides Benfica. Yeah. And Benfica, let's be honest, is not playing at the highest, in the, in the best. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. And they did well in the Champions League, but are they really that good? I did. Because before that, he played in Uruguay, yeah, uh, and then he yeah, played in... Almeria, uh, in, second division. Yeah, and, so. By the way, Guti from Real Madrid, one of my favorite players, you're actually. You're going back. You're going way back. I'm going now. way back. He was the coach. He took over at Almeria, where Darwin was at. Yeah. He said he sees similar qualities to Brazilian Ronaldo in Darwin. Yeah. I mean... And I can look, say I can say things like that, too. Yeah, I mean, you could, but okay. Let I'm me. sure you're right. I think in a couple years, we'll, in, we'll be able to see. Yeah. Because this is really going to test them. I think... Erling Haaland, because they've they've been playing Champions League at a high level, they've been playing. They finish second typically in the in yeah. the Bundesliga. He's kind of proven that he'll he'll be fine. He'll yeah, be all right. Level, yeah. Darwin Nunez is like, you think he's got the potential yeah. to do it. And you think he's a really good buy, but this is going to test him out for real to see if he's top level, yeah. top level striker. And I'm also basing this off Guti. I'm basing it off Luis Suarez. Told Barcelona yeah, to I buy. To, to buy him when he was in the second division in Almeria, and obviously Suarez and Cavani both know him from Uruguay, so they both mentioned to their respective teams at the time, you know, you know, take a chance on this guy. He's he's really good, and also Van Dyke. I mean, he had an. Interview. I think Van Dyke said that because he knew that they were going to get. You think so? That yeah, was like yeah. six Come seven on. months prior to even like. Who else? Who else did he comp he put in that sentence? He put Mbappe. He put. I think he did put Holland in there, and then he and said then Darwin. Darwin, Darwin, Nunes because they're all he's fast. To, strong, he was trying physical. to hype him up because he knew that he was coming. Yeah, but if anything, you should kind of play him they down. They were trying to get him because you nah, get no, him no. for less money. Trying to get him because then he's so, like, "Dang, Virgil Van Dyke respects me." Right, and then you can club like said it from the beginning. I mean, just the way he played against Liverpool, man. Right. How many? How many people score on Liverpool? He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. I think he'll be fine. But I don't know if he's. I think he might be a little overhyped in my opinion. Who knows? Okay. Who gets twenty goals? 
in the Premier League alone first? Erling Holland, easy. Okay, easy. I think Erling Holland will be probably the top top goal scorer this season, if not second or third for sure. I think Holland's gonna have the immediate impact at City. How do you know, how how is he not gonna score goals with the players that he has behind him? Does he fit City style? Yes. Does he? Yes. City is looking for more of a goal scorer, traditional yeah. number nine, than Liverpool is, like you said, because of the tactics and the way they play. Liverpool might want a traditional number nine, but they're not used to playing that style where no, they just feed not. it into yeah. the box to someone who's going to score the goals. Manchester City, the amount of crosses that they put into the box, the amount of times that they're going to give Erling Haaland opportunities to score, that's going to be did, a lot of easy Did you goals. see Trent's tweet as soon as Liverpool signed Darwin? How may I assist you? Oh, Wink face. Calm down. I love Calm it. Down. Calm down. Trent. Trent's oh, a good th- player. I'm not going to lie. Think about it. Trent it's, it's on one crazy side. The amount of, crazy the amount of assists that he has. Trent on one side, Robo on the other side, putting in crosses for Darwin. Oh, my God. I'm t- 20. We'll see. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because mm-hmm. uh, Okay, we spent a little bit of time on that one. All right, let's just go through the other ones a little bit. We talked about Sadio. The yeah, boy's gone. He's like, I don't want anything to do with Liverpool anymore. That's sad, man, because obviously... You think he just wanted a new challenge? Yeah, new challenge. Uh, he's been there. He was the first signing on the Euro Club. Yeah. He kind of kicked off the revolution in Liverpool. Obviously, grateful for everything he did. And like you said, he was our taking minor over Salah any any day of the week at, at one point. And um, yeah, I just, you know, he did so much for the club. And we we brought him in for like 25, 30 million. Now he's gone for, you know. Somewhere in the 40, 40 yeah, range, somewhere around a, there. A pretty similar amount. Obviously, if he had more years left in his contract, we would have been able to sell him for a lot more. But uh, one year left, you're getting... You know, he, he didn't want to be there. Uh, Egan Club doesn't want to keep players that don't want to be there mm-hmm. at the club. So Fair enough. Um, yeah, he's, Fair enough. He, did, he did everything that I could ask for and plus. So, um, hope he does he's well. He's a G, I like him. Hope he does well at Bayern, but Darwin Nunes, man. All right, let's see here. Uh, Perisic to Tottenham. On the free, free especially. That's that's big. Yeah. Uh, you're not... You're not I think uh, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to change anything about where they're going to finish in the in the table. I don't think. See, I think he'll be a good fit for them. I don't think he's going to be like, okay, now these guys are for sure top four because they got him. I think what, I've, Son and Kane. I always doubt every single year. I'm like, are they going to? You know, Son had a lot of goals this year. It's kind. It's going to be pretty tough to repeat that. I do like Son. I would love him in Liverpool, by the way. But Bissuma coming to Spurs, Perisic coming to Spurs. I think Conte is like making his own team he's, yeah he's well now he's got a little bit more time he did yeah. a, he did a fantastic job given the yeah. the fact where they were and getting them to be in the champions oh, league yeah. fantastic Definitely. job now when and i think he's one of those coaches that like you know exactly what you're going to get with him yeah. he doesn't accept does not accept losing does not like losing does not like yeah like he won't he won't be one of those coaches that the club is just going to go into fifth sixth, and then he'll be okay with that like he'll leave yeah. if, he'll leave if that happens so i think he, i think that's good good uh good for them and he with with more time and you know, like a full year under him, I think they'll be legit. Yeah, I think Spurs are going to be one of... It's tough, man. Just, I mean, obviously, we don't know how all the... You know, st- we're still in the transfer window. It's still very, very early on. And it's a World Cup year as well. So, like, and that's in December, November, December. So, that's going to be interesting how everything plays out. But, yeah, Spurs are looking good. I mean, I like the transfer they've done so far. Two, two transfers they brought in, and two of them are, I think, very high quality. So, And then... um just announced, literally right before we recorded this podcast, Vieira to uh, to Arsenal. I mean, that's your team, man. You guys, you guys. Do you think? Do you Listen, think you need a ton? Do you think? Cause he's, this is what I think we need. I think we need someone with a big name, and I think it's almost impossible for us. The, the closest, 
the closest guy that we've gotten to like a really big name who we knew and actually didn't end up doing well, but like somebody who the fans could be like, okay, we're actually signing legit, legit players. Aubameyang. Huh? Aubameyang? Not even Aubameyang, like Willian. That was the big signing. And he Back in the day, when Willian signed for us, I was like, okay, the dude's coming yeah. from Chelsea. He's legit. Yeah. And then he didn't do very well. He Fair did, enough. He didn't do anything. It's hard to do well at Arsenal because it's that culture is that culture needs to change. Okay, I, I do think Arteta's changing it. I he do, is. I, I think Arteta's changing it, and it's last year and the, the points of the season. A lot of Arsenal fans were Arteta out. Were you Arteta out at no. some point? You were, I like Arteta because I think I think the only thing that he's missing is experience because okay. I think he he's learned from the right people. He was obviously under Pep. You can tell that he's a brain like. That's what I like to call those types of coaches. They're like a tactical brain. Those, yeah. those guys are always thinking about the game. And again, he's learned from Pep. And you can even tell Arteta when he played, he was already focusing on the coaching yeah. side of things. So I think he's going to be a good coach. And I think he needs a little bit more time. I think Arsenal is just a very difficult club to change the culture after the culture that they've had for the last what, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years now. Yeah. So... I think they need to give him a little bit more time and they need to open up their checkbooks a little bit because, like I said, they're, we're, signing, we're signing good players, but it's, it's like we're signing Darwin Nunez like a year ago. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's a good player, but you're not really 100% sure. Like now yeah. with Darwin Nunez, you're, you're more sure. But like these players that we're signing, I mean, the, oh, the only one I'm excited really about is Gabriel Jesus. Yes, because that guy, again. So right now. Yeah. Right now, you look at Big your name. Arsenal team. Big name. You would you? Okay, it's rumored. Like it's most likely gonna happen. Gabriel Jesus because he wants to stay in the Premier League. He wants to be in London. Nobody else really is like after him. But would you pay sixty-five to seventy million for Gabriel Jesus right now? Sixty-five to seventy million is not a crazy amount of money as it was. Back no, then. no, no, it's if not. If you want a decent, if you want yeah. a half decent striker, proven, you're paying sixty-five. Proven in the Premier League. Million. Yes. Yeah. So and I like him. I like him. I think he's a fox in the box. Gabriel Jesus, Vieira, potentially Rafinha, depending if he goes to Barcelona or if you guys end up. We're getting there. Yes, we're getting there. Like you, you put those pieces but together. But you never know, man. And that's he has Saka. But that's the thing with Arsenal, though. That's the thing with Arsenal. Is you never really know. See, William, I was sure he was going to be a good see, player. I was never. Aubameyang. Aubameyang is different because I, I thought Aubameyang is going to do well. Lacazette. Because. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you think, oh man, these guys, look, they're signing Lacazette, we're signing yeah. Aubameyang. And then Aubameyang le leaves, goes to Barca, and yeah. then starts scoring a bunch of goals. So I just feel like you guys need a good center mid. You guys, I mean, you have Shaka and you have I think we Park. need a, a good, a better back line. I um, think our back yeah. line's always been suspect. And cent yeah. central central midfielders, I mean, when we got guys like Shaka who's getting red cards every other game, yeah. like it's not helping us very much. And what he said towards the end of the season about the young guys, they don't want to be there, they can leave. And you have Saka, Smith Rowe. You have Odegaard as well. You got you guys have a Enketia, you guys just signed him for five years. So Young guys. Enketia is good, man. He's a yeah. fox in the box. He's a fox in the box. Yeah, but is he like I mean he's not Gabriel Jesus level, don't Darwin me Nunez. I yeah, mean, exactly. He's not. Yeah, he's and that's the problem. And that's why we end up in fifth place. Yeah. Sixth place or not even not even in Champions League for the longest time. I just think yeah. I mean I, I think Vieira is gonna do really well. I really do like he's a he's a between an eight and a ten. I just don't know how you guys fit him in. Who 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 comes out? Smith Rowe, Saka. I, he can play out wide as well, Vieira. But who who's gonna come out? You guys need the young guys to keep playing. Why why else would you keep him? But we got a lot of young guys at the moment. You do have a lot of young guys. So I don't know. I the thing that I, I always think about with Arsenal is: Are we signing too many 
too many pretty good players and not yeah. enough really really good players. Because if you look at all the uh, if you look at the teams in the top four, they're signing t the top yeah. players in the world. We're signing players who could be very good and who could be some of the top players in the world in three or four years yeah. if they develop correctly. And then they go to Arsenal, and then so listen, it's I'll not take, very good from there. Give me Saka, <laughs> Luke. Give give Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, exactly. Soccer. It's like give give Obama Yang to Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he does all that. So, but anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how how that goes. But to be honest, if we had to make our predictions right now, I would say Arsenal fifth or fourth again, same as same as this year. I think we were battling for the Champions League most of the year. We'll probably end up disappointed in the last week or something like that. And this That's is with is. this is with Gabriel in the picture. This is with these guys, yes. I just uh, would you. This would have been the exact same conversation when they signed Aubameyang, when they signed Lacazette. You're like, oh, with those guys, top four, top four, top four. No, I just, I, I just think you guys need a center mid. Like we need a top, whole, like shocker. We need a change of culture. That's what we need. Yeah. And Arteta's getting there, but the problem with Arteta, I think, is he doesn't have the experience of someone like Pep or Klopp or Tuchel or Conte, some of those coaches yeah. who will come in and automatically the players are like, I okay. want to work for this yeah. guy. I'm going to run my balls off because I know that yeah. this guy's legit. Because he, Arteta's yeah. like, this is really his first coaching job. And yeah. most of these guys are like, I can, I can imagine most of the guys in the locker room are probably like, this guy knows what he's talking about, but he hasn't really done yeah, anything. Yeah, he hasn't yet. been there. So it's kind of hard to put like... But I, I'm, I'm with him. I like Arteta. I think he's... Um, and if you if you watch his press conferences, the guy's very very good with words. Like he understands, yeah. and I know it's a language barrier as well, but he does a very good job of articulating kind of what he wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Doesn't ever doesn't ever lose his temper. He's cool. He's very uh, calm, very collected, and you could tell that he's always thinking about the game. So I like him. I was never on on the Arteta out train for sure. Listen, all I know is if Arteta steps up to Jurgen Klopp one more time during a game. When when Liverpool clearly that was clearly a foul and he went up to Klopp and trying to fight him, come on. Man. I like Klopp though. Klopp's a G on the sideline. Klopp, Klopp is like yeah, he'll argue and he'll yeah. bitch and then he'll start smiling. Yeah, and he'll have like a good time afterwards. If he's one of those coaches where if like you can put a camera on him the whole entire game, like you probably watch him. And yeah, yeah. Like who cares about the game? He's a good guy. I like him. I like Klopp. I, hey, and I'll tell you this. I didn't. Maybe I didn't. It's not out there on camera or anything like that. But when he went to Liverpool, I thought that was one of the best coaching appointments. Yeah. Because of what he was doing at Borussia Dortmund, yeah. and I said, when he goes to Liverpool, I was like he's gonna change things around. In my head, and I, I've always supported. I'm Klopp. so glad that he's staying extra what, two, three years because, man, like it's how do you replace somebody like that? To that, you know, the every single player literally loves the guy, and if you don't, if you're not bought in 100%, you you go out the door. So it's it's hard not to like and respect somebody like that. All right, and then um, let's see who do we have left. We got Chiellini. Chiellini, <laughs> the old let's go. The old man coming to the U.S. Let's go to the MLS. I think he's going to do well. I mean, How old is he, like 45, 46 <sighs> now at this point? At this point, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I really, honestly, he's coming here to collect a really nice paycheck. Yeah, enjoy some good weather in, And in still LA. shut down. Yeah. Still shut down the, the attacking players that he comes up against. Honestly, yeah, I, I do think he's going to be... Obviously, it's really good for can MLS. You, but, can you imagine w seeing this guy walking down the street? And someone telling you he's the be one of the best defenders in the world. Yeah, you never believe it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right. No chance. Yeah, no it's chance. ingrained in that Italian blood, isn't it? I mean, what, good what for you, him. What do you think about that? Like the whole MLS bringing these guys over? Um, I mean, there's two sides to it. Obviously, you, they're coming towards the end of their career and they're not really like soccer motivated. Like it's kind of more like, all right, I'm going to come enjoy paycheck. my time and paycheck. And, and living in the United States. Living in, in LA, yeah. you know, 
beautiful city, whole family is going to come and yeah. everything's fine. But I think it's good for growing the sport. More people get, you know, introduced to it. Like maybe there's some Italian, Italians that are like, yeah. you know, watch Italy all their life, watch events all their life. And now it's like, oh my God, I can watch one of my favorite players growing up for so many years and now I can go to games and enjoy it, watch MLS or whatever. So I, you can look at it both ways, but I think it does help the sport, especially for younger kids growing up, kind of. Seeing their idols be yes. on the teams that they're. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good. Like, you know, yeah. it, we're in the United States, so you kind of see the growth year by year when, you know, some players come in here. So I, I think, think good. as far as the, as far as the growing the sport in terms of the interest of the fans, I can see that mm -hmm. because obviously the whole point is more ticket sales. Yeah. Right. More people are going to come watch LA Galaxy play if all these big names yeah. are on it. Right. Merch so, and all that stuff. So, that, yeah, jersey sales. And really, for the amount, for the crazy amount of months that they're paying them, people don't realize that they're making all that money back. Easily. Oh yeah. So it's not like they're just wasting money. That yeah. that money is getting made easily yeah. because these are the guys that are going to sell the most jerseys. Yeah. As far as growing the sport from a talent and a development perspective, maybe not so much because a lot of people argue that why were you why are you going to pay this much money for? And Killini was on a free transfer, but yeah. why are you going to pay this much money as far as salary goes to these guys? They're getting paid five six million dollars when you can pay five or six of the best young prospects yeah. in the country, you know, mm -hmm. that, that amount of money in total. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people are like, well, we should invest in the youth. And I, I totally agree with that from a coaching perspective, from a development perspective, if the United States really wants to develop, develop. And one of the things that people will say is if you really want to show that your development is working for your players, you have to development, you have to develop them within your own country. Cause you can say right now, the United States is, going to start becoming one of the one of the best national teams mm -hmm. but if that's the case it's because all their players are playing in europe not yeah. because they're getting like not because the mls is improving yeah. necessarily um, i think the mls is getting better little by little but i do think that if they wanted to kind of speed up the process it would be it kind of it sounds counterintuitive but to speed up the process really it's to bring some of the young players in there and give them a little bit more experience at those levels and then really develop them in-house in the united states rather than having all those guys just leave to Europe where they yeah. get the development there. But yeah, there's a lot to go over that. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But I think just having a lot of these big names does grow the, the popularity of the sport yeah. in the United States. Yeah. More interest. But to go back to your point real quick, you don't think that if you have few potential stars, let's say center back and Killian comes in and gets them under like his wing and kind of shows them the way Shows them the road, yeah, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I, I think so. But at the same time, the most important part is, is getting playing time. Yeah, playing time, yeah. So, like, you can you can be under a great mentor like Chiellini if I'm a center back and I'm going into this team and I'm, and I'm barely getting into the team. I might be in the reserves or whatever and I'm trying to get a contract or it's my first year, my rookie mm -hmm. year. Yeah, but you also don't want, you're also competing with this guy at the same yeah. time. So, like, as much as I want to learn from him, I can learn from him while I'm playing on the yeah. field, you know. The idea would be, I mean, it's pointless because the idea would be I would be playing because I'm I have more potential and I and I have a you know higher ceiling or whatever than where he is at now, but he's not gonna they're not yeah. gonna sell tickets that way if this guy's not playing and if this guy's on yeah. the bench. So I think a good way to a good way to do that would be to start hiring a lot of these guys as coaches for the yeah. MLS. I think that would be good. I think yeah, bring bring yeah bring these these players who played at a really high level who won a lot of Champions Leagues World Cups. And bring them as coaches. Get them to a lot of these guys who want to become coaches. Pirlo, 
I mean, you have like Patrick Vieira, who's mm-hmm. who's here already, and that's a good way for them to develop because then they can start bringing that culture and the things that they've learned over to these young players. But the most important thing for a young players to get playing time, and if MLS is buying all these guys, even if there is a better center back who's 18 years old, they're gonna play these guys yeah. because yeah, they're because paying all this money. Yeah, you're not gonna keep him on the bench. Yeah, similar to the Steven Gerrard when he came here. Like, don't get me wrong, he's one of my favorite players ever and probably my favorite of all time, but. It didn't really work out when he was at LA Galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't fit. And he played every game, and it was just like, all right, well. And it's hard It's hard as well because it's like they come from playing in the highest levels in Europe, yeah. and then they're coming to the MLS. What is their motivation levels? Yeah. They're not looking. They, a lot of these guys, if they're coming here, it's because they want to end their careers. They know that they're going to be financially well off yeah. for the rest of their life. And they get, like you said, they get to live in, a, in one of the nicest parts of the world if they're mm-hmm. living in LA, uh, Miami, you know, all these teams in all these cities. But they're not really going to be motivated mm-hmm. to to work as hard as they would when they're in the Premier League. Yeah. So, lots to go over there. Maybe we could talk about it on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Who who else are we missing as far as the transfers go? Uh, I mean, a few other transfers. I think it was uh, Dio Carlos went to Aston Villa. Uh, I think yep. a good signing. I think Steven Gerrard is yeah. Speaking of Steven Gerrard, doing a fantastic job at Aston Villa in recruitment wise. I mean, bringing in Coutinho yep. uh, talks about Suarez potentially coming to Aston Villa. That would be pretty insane. You, how crazy! How crazy would it have been had they done it on the last day of the? Yeah. Oh man, the last have, match day. I, they had it. I they mean, it, it. it was all. It was. I. I was. There's I, another Sergio Aguero similar type moment yeah, for Man City. I, I, what yeah. a game! What a terrible what day a that game. was. That, it was a good. It was. It was good. For as much ball. as as much as you hate those games, if you're like a Liverpool fan. Yeah. That's the reason why you love the sport yeah. so much because it, sometimes you'll end up on the wrong side of it, but then the times you end up on the right side of it, yeah, it feels feels so nice. Yeah, you feels can't so put nice. a price. And I still go, I still go back and I watch that. Um, was it 2012? Aguero. Uh, yeah, yeah, I still go back and I watch the, the those yeah. last like 11 minutes of that game yeah. or whatever, and it's crazy. The emotion, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I hate I hate both teams anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But this the look on Wayne Rooney's face and Sir Alex Ferguson, they're just kind of like. What is going on? Like we're winning this. Yeah, when they're st- when they're yeah. like the, when they're run or stepping off the field or whatever, yeah. and then the fans find out that yeah. Man City scored. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um. All right. So that's I think that's pretty much it for the transfer. There's a couple rumors. I mean, we have uh Bernardo Silva maybe going to Barca. I know Xavi wants him. Yeah. And then uh, Paul Pogba maybe going back to Juve. Apparently, he's not happy with Manchester United not yeah. offering him a contract yeah. right away. I mean, he's gone. He's he's leaving Man United no matter what. Yeah, it's just where where he goes. Um, it'll be. I'm. I'm very surprised that Real Madrid are not pursuing Paul because they were for a few years while he was at Manchester United. But I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the biggest Pogba fan. Like. Um, I think he's been inconsistent, and that's his biggest problem. When when he was the the biggest signing in the history, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You have to, be, and he wasn't. And there was games where he had some fantastic games. Don't get me wrong, where he's picking out passes left and right. But then there's games where he, the guy goes missing. So it's like. Are you really going to spend that much money on someone who's yeah. inconsistent? Even if on the on his best days he gives you, you know, really good, a really good output or whatever. So, well, speaking of Man United, no transfer so far. They got they did get a new coach. Shambles, shambles, mate. Do you think Manchester United is a joke? Let's let's just let's just say it. let's just say it. <laughs> okay okay. Listen, Manchester you don't have, United you don't is a joke. Be, you don't have to be a, an expert pundit to realize yeah. that things are falling apart in Manchester United. Yeah. Do you think he's going to fix it? Do you think? Like him coming in as a new coach. Is- I think he's got the right mentality and he comes from a place where like development and winning and 
like that is already in effect and he's done a great job and everybody here's the thing about ix is everybody respects ix for the amount of players that they've produced and so i think that's why he gets he gets credit as a coach for being there Mm -hmm. and and for doing what he did over there the thing is a lot of a lot of the top coaches and a lot of the top like people in the in that world will say stay away from manchester united yeah i mean like why why pochettino not take the job yeah and slatan says the same thing doesn't he he's like i i thought i was going over there to be part of one of the best clubs and when i got there it was not not what i thought like players didn't give a shit like you know so i think he's i i hope he changes it but you were the same we were saying the same thing about uh ralph yeah and everybody was like oh this guy's one of Klopp said it right. Yeah. He's like he's one of the best yeah, German managers ever. He started this whole different yeah. football style, and, and all then that, he gets yeah. there. And I, I think Ralph should have stayed on. I think they should have given him more time. Again, uh, two three years of like really good transfer windows for him to really establish his playing style. Because he had like two training sessions before he got his first game, yeah. and then people were wondering why yeah, why things aren't working. Plus, you got to think about all the egos that you have. You have Pogba, you have Ronaldo, you have like Cavani not playing. You have like Rashford. Kind of in a how are you going to how are you going to motivate a player like Ronaldo when he is more important than you are at the club? Yeah, I mean it's the same right now with the new coach. Yeah, like that's why I'm surprised they didn't go for Zidane. They didn't go for Pochettino potentially like Premier League experience. Zidane winning Champions Leagues or winning you know cups in Spain. Yeah, it's, where uh, where is Zidane right now anyway? What's he doing? No, chilling, just chilling. Yeah, I mean he was life on the beach. Man, he was uh, celebrating Real Madrid beating Liverpool in the Champions League final. What a guy. Well, again, rumors Zidane. Uh, they were, he was supposed to, or talks were ongoing for potentially going to PSG. That didn't happen. They're trying to get a coach from France, the coach in the French league. I have no idea. I don't know anything about the guy, but that's interesting. That's an interesting move. It's kind of the new, the new era with Mbappe being part of their kind of staff and picking out. Yeah. You know, being part of the director. I, I don't know how you give a player. Well, that when they want to keep him that bad, for them it's like who do we who do we place more importance on, the player who we don't want to lose, because he's going to score this many goals and he's going to do all this, or a manager when, to be honest, we're not a hundred percent sure that the manager really has as much effect as a player does, and a lot of people yeah. argue doesn't matter the manager, if you lose Mbappe, yeah, you know you can't can't really replace that with a really good manager. Oh, PSG also has a lot of problems in my opinion, yeah, they, a lot I of mean, big big time Charlies in the house. Too many. Too many. But but they're also playing in a league where they can afford to have big time Charlies and have maybe seventy five to eighty percent of the effort in games and still win the league yeah. by thirty points or whatever it is at the yeah. end of the, the end of the season. But so. I also think that's why they're not performing as well in the Champions League because they don't have like who's in a who's given them promise in the French league? Oh, okay, maybe right. Lyon, Lille, Marseille, one of like one of those teams yeah. have a good game here and there, but And then when they play against a big team that's got Champions League experience Everything falls apart. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they're... I think they're not too far away from winning it. They just have to change that a little bit. But they're not far away. But we'll see. Well, we can talk... And we can talk Champions League. We can talk Champions League predictions later on because we're in the offseason right now. So we still got a little bit of time. Yeah. We'll let the transfer window kind of go down a little bit and then we'll we'll talk Champions League. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for today's episode, at least. Don't want to go too crazy. And there's a lot of information, a lot of transfers and yeah. stuff. But... In the future episodes, I don't want to talk. We'll do transfers, but I don't want to just talk about transfers. I want to talk tactics, I think, Mm -hmm. will be good. I think we'll try and break down some of the Premier League games, some of the Champions League games, 
maybe some of the games from the other leagues as well. Georgie and I will kind of sit down, we'll watch the games, and then we'll go back and forth on tactics, what they should have done, yeah. things like that. Because that's my that's my area of expertise. Is I like the coaching side of things. I like the the tactical analysis type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll keep up to date with the transfers. Basically, all we're doing to keep up to date with the transfers is following my my boy Fabricio, yeah, Fabricio on Twitter. Man, that guy has, <laughs> he knows. Follow everything. that guy on Twitter, and you'll know everything. Man, the guys everywhere: YouTube, Twitch, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. And then, and then you'll be running. Georgie will probably be running the TikTok. He'll be doing like a lot yeah. of uh, the segmented clips from the podcast. I'll episode. I'll I'll upload the full episodes on my YouTube channel, and then we'll find a different service. Maybe it's Spotify or something. But we'll put all the links in mm-hmm. the in the description if there are any. Yeah, I mean, for the first episode, I think we pretty much covered all the main transfers. It's it's kind of tough because that's all you have now. Like you know, it's the off season. Um, everybody's kind of on the beach at the moment, just enjoying their vacation, taking some time off. Here's here's my prediction for oh, the oh, for the podcast. Okay. Here's my prediction as we sign off. I told this to George. Georgie's like, when we were talking about this, when we were planning this, Georgie's like, this is going to be the biggest podcast. And I told Georgie, in two be. months, in two it months, two months from this episode being uploaded. What's the day? June 21st. June 21st. So in, uh, on August 21st, we're going to have two episodes uploaded. Nah, and no, both no. of them have been uploaded in the first two weeks. <laughs> no. We'll listen. see in August. We'll see. But Look, we're going to try and stay consistent with it. But We're doing this. We're committing for a full year. All right, let's relax there, all right? Four years. I didn't sign a contract the, for a full year. We're right? doing this for a full year. I tell you why. This stuff is interesting. Yeah. People, I, I think this will catch on and I think it'll be fun to do. Like you said, you know, we're going to watch games live. We can, you know, go through YouTube or Twitch or something. We, you know, interact with people as we're watching games and or as we're doing a show, people are going to ask questions. I think it's going to be really cool because the interaction and there's so many people around the world who love the sport. So I... I'm committing myself to this. If we don't, if you guys don't see an episode, do blame you guys Javi. know the amount of times that George has committed himself to doing no, something? No, this is different. I actually enjoy this. Well, how long have we been talking? I've told you about this. Yeah, it's been a while. I've literally talked we'll see. We'll for see. two years. We'll I've see. wanted to do. We a just podcast. gotta. We just gotta show up and actually record the podcast episodes. Yeah. gotta get it done. We'll get yeah. it done. We'll get it done. We'll do our best. But I did not sign a one-year contract. Uh, fine, six, six months month at six most. Month, six six months contract. contract at most. All right, well, that's it. Um, that's it for today's episode. Uh, again, we'll put all the social media links, but it's just uh, at the NGW podcast for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure you guys follow us, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See you guys.